Hey everyone, welcome to Mempool from XMTP Labs. I'm Shane Mack. I'm here with my co-founder, Matt Galligan. 2022 is in the books and now we're running into 2023. But Matt and I wanted to take a little moment and kind of talk about a few things we're thinking about for the first half of this year. Really what's on our mind. And so Matt, you know, you first. It's 2023. What do you think people should be thinking about, watching, preparing for what's on your mind starting this year? And you're just going to set up the the softball questions right off the bat. Just a, just a nice predict, easy tee. Just a, just a nice easy tee. predict all of 2023. <laughs> no, I didn't I say mean, that. I said just the first it, half of the year. <laughs> I think that, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to come at this with like a, a sort of crypto web three angle, because obviously that's, uh, that's a big focus of, of, of mine and of ours, but you know, 2022 largely was in the dumps for like the back half of the year as far as the markets were concerned. Uh, but what's what's interesting about that is like having been through these bear cycles before, when that happens, it kind of cuts the the cruft out, the folks, the grifters, the folks that were just there for uh, for the money, right? And not for the the principles, not for the reason why those that are are here to build things meaningful. Um, like we're going to stick around. And so what I'm excited about this, like first half is, okay, you know, we cut the junk out, uh, that, that last half of the year really kind of, um, took us to that spot. So now it's like, what emerges from here? What's the meaningful stuff that's going to, uh, going to come out that will make people's lives better. And we got a taste of what it meant to see these big shifts in platforms and to feel like we weren't actually in control of our accounts anymore or what would get posted or or maybe an entire platform shifts and we don't really like where uh, where we've ended up or what uh, what kind of other things are being posted. We just want to move, but, but we can't move. We can't take this history that we've built up along with us. We can't take our contacts, our friends. We can't take any of this stuff with us because it was locked into this this platform that was uh that was controlled by someone else um and so now that that desire uh is there we feel it we we know that we don't want to build on the same foundation again you know just to turn right back around and have it yeah cool let's just move everything over here but what if this changes again in the future no it's it's that we now have the real example of what it means to build on a better foundation, one that users are far more in control of. We have the agency to move where we might want to uh, if, say, uh, a platform changes, if it's so much as a feature changes that we don't like and we want to pop over to somewhere else, that we have the ability to do so. Uh, that is what is going to, to shift here, and that's what we should be paying attention to. Like, take this. Let's get more specific. When I see everyone go into Mastodon from Twitter, when all the Twitter stuff was happening, why are they doing that? Like, what is driving that shift? What are they hoping to get? What other things are going to happen that maybe aren't Mastodon, but it is um, kind of shows that this movement is real? Like, what's the underlying principles people are going for? Yeah, what I'm really interested in seeing, you know, in the first half of this year is what happens to our relationship to these platforms and our relationships within these platforms uh, and how this sort of shift and interest in 
new platforms changes things. I still like Twitter for all kinds of reasons. The people that I'm connected to are leaving or picking other platforms. These, all these relationships that I've built and established, you know, they want to, to, to move and experience other platforms. And I want that for them. Like I want them to be able to go and find a place that uh, is interesting to them, but it means that my connection with them is severed now. Like it means that I have to make the choice to use these other platforms so that I don't lose that connection with them. And that sucks. It feels crappy. Like I want to be able to just continue on uh, interacting with them, posting with them, all these different things and forget like politics, forget anything else. If It's like if the features aren't there that they're looking for, like we see TikTok emerge with a really new and interesting model or even, you know, YouTube before it. If the people that you want to interact with are, are going other places, it's it sucks that we can't maintain those relationships or that I don't somehow you know, own those relationships outright that I can have that choice and move to app to app or that anybody can have that. And what I'm really interested in seeing is what what changes about our relationship to these apps when we have the ability to to just move. Like if 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 everybody just had the ability to switch platforms uh, at will without that severed connection, without, you know, losing my history and my my uh, reputation. And so if as an individual, there's a new platform that emerges and man, do I like that way that you can share new and interesting content and in a way that's never been done before and not served by any platforms. Previously, I would be held back by the the decision to move because I, I can't take my people with me. I can't take my reputation with me. I can't take any of these with me. It's a very brave step to kind of go out into this new platform and it makes it hard for new things to emerge. We're kind of stuck with these, these old platforms because that lack of portability doesn't make that possible. And so, you know, if, if there is a new opportunity sitting out somewhere, we may not take it. What I'm interested in seeing is what happens when that shifts, when that changes, when the, when the foundation that we've built things on actually allows for straight up portability, you know, what new and interesting platforms can emerge, what new apps can emerge, what new behaviors can emerge, is our relationship to social media and other things like that totally different as a result. And what I'm seeing come out of these new explorations in Web3 is that we've looked at that past and we've said, yeah, actually, we do want that portability and that ability to just go from app to app and take all of these, you know, this history with me and friends and all of those things and, and try new stuff. And and that's where I think, you know, Lens Protocol is so fascinating because here it is, these base elements, this foundation that you can lay, which just establishes those, those friendships. You know, Lens makes it possible to take my friendships, my likes, my posts, whatever, and take it to any app that I would care to, and I'm not locked into anything. Like that, that platform, that protocol is really interesting. I mean, even XMTP, the idea behind being able to take your inbox with you so that I'm not locked into WhatsApp or Telegram or Facebook Messenger or any of the rest of these things. That portability is really interesting. I mean, you've been on Twitter a long time. You've used lots of other platforms. I'm curious, like, for you, what is it about this shift to ownership, control, Web3 that's most interesting to you and what that might bring in, in 2023? Yeah, for me personally, the magic moment, the aha light bulb is when I'm using a messaging platform, and this was in Lens. And I'm using it, I'm having DMs, et cetera. 
And then I logged into an iMessage type app that still has all my relationships and all of my messages show up there. And when you start to think about not being locked into a platform because your wallet identity, much like our phone numbers, our phone, our phone numbers keep porting and we've kept them. I have my phone number since I was like literally 14 years old. It's still the same number. People are like 309. Are you from Peoria? You know, and I've been in all these different cities. Wallet addresses are going to be that same thing. And now I can own not just that number, not just that address, but everything that comes with it. And the fact that I can take everything that I've done now and take it with me so that if I'm using WhatsApp and I don't like who's taking over WhatsApp or the decisions they're making, or I'm using Twitter DMs and I don't like that it's now owned by one person, the fact that I can take that identity, go to the next app and still have all the relationships for me is just such a fundamental shift. And now that I can actually feel it, like I'm using products that are doing this and I log into an app and I used an app for three months and everything I did shows up there on this new app I downloaded, it's like this light bulb of this is how the internet should work. This is how I think it should have always worked, but it didn't. And it reminds me almost of like the early days of when we were using Twitter and there was a bunch of developers and a big community and a bunch of different apps. But the reality is if it's not decentralized, it's owned by a single company. That company's driven by ads. The CEO has a job to return money to shareholders. And that's fundamentally different about this space that I'm just so excited about. And the other thing that's really on my mind is this shift from like the token conversation, which is a big part of crypto, but it's also caused tons of pain to composability. I think the ability to take all these technologies and all of this infrastructure and now start piecing them together to make interesting things possible that were never possible before is where the magic use cases, the use cases that are impactful to our lives, when this infrastructure starts really showing us things that we never thought were possible is when we start piecing them all together. And I see all of us in the developer community working together to start piecing these together, to start creating things by all of them working together. And that composability is something that I'm just so, so excited about because it's been this token narrative for years. And I think we got to get rid of this token go up bullshit. I really think that what's interesting is I, I, I was thinking the other day, I think something that's fascinating is that the greatest thing that happened to crypto is the absolute worst. The fact that currency was the first use case created a bunch of wealth and it created a lot of things. It also was the worst thing to ever happen to it because it created a lot of bad things. It created a lot of grifting. It created a lot of tokens without any substance. And it's time to switch from the substance is going to be created by the composability of the infrastructure that works together to make products and things for people's lives that are meaningfully better. That is driving this shift towards people owning and controlling their communication, their assets, and their information. And I'm just like so pumped about where we're at, um, even in a moment in time where I think it's been a hard year. It's been a hard market. And I think we have a lot of work to do to actually make that real. Okay. So I totally hear you on the like tokens make everything bad and all that kind of stuff. I will, I'll throw you, uh, I'll throw you one thought here, which is that I actually think it's the only way this space builds from here. Uh, it's the idea that, uh, yes, 
there's a ton of grifting. There's a ton of really completely useless and uh, stupid tokens that people have been totally burned on and all of that. I will absolutely say that. Uh, but let's not throw the, the baby out with the bathwater. The fact is that the rest of these platforms, uh, these, these protocols, they have tokens to be able to give, say, power to individuals to make choices in the governance of that of that platform, of that protocol. I totally realize that tokens are the only way that decentralization exists. It's the most important thing to make sure that this isn't owned by one central entity. But tokens without a utility or something meaningful underneath it that are just for the token's sake is what's got to go. 100%. And all of the utility that's getting built and all of the composability and all the value in this space is bringing all this infrastructure together to allow us to build new experiences that meaningful change people's lives. It's not tokens for token sakes. It's like tokens for some sort of value that is backing it up, whether that is utility in a platform, whether that is the ability to participate in governance, whether that is getting a share of whatever's happening on that platform. I don't care what it is, but the fact that we can just sort of say goodbye to this like token for token's sake is, is something I'm really excited about too. Let's stop there. That was great. Thanks, Matt. I love hanging out, talking about all this stuff. And I think both of us are so excited about what's about to happen and the opportunities of this space and also recognizing that it's, you know, it's been a hard year for a lot of us um, and there's a lot of building and rebuilding that we need to do. So everyone hit us up on social and also check out our open positions. We have a lot of uh, jobs open. We're hiring. We're looking to meet a lot of people. XMTP is growing. And we're excited to talk to people who are passionate about what's possible with communication and Web3. Thanks for giving us a little bit of your day. Thanks. Thanks.